Thanksgiving is steeped in America's history of genocide. The weekend of frenzied consumerism that follows further contributes to issues of racism and classism in this country. Join Reclaim Collaborative November 27th through 30th for Reclaim Black Friday, a campaign calling on businesses to redistribute a percentage of total sales from Black Friday weekend to Black and Indigenous environmental organizations. Follow us on Instagram at Reclaim Collaborative. Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear... Rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. Welcome to Flashback Fridays to one of my favorite all-time interviews. I'm sorry that Aaron missed it, but we sit down with Ike Barinholtz, director, writer, and star of the film The Oath. This was uh, way back in 2018. I, I would say it was simpler times, but it was the morning <laughs> of the the Kavanaugh hearing. Um, so we got in, we got in deep with Ike, and we're just laughing through our pain together. So <laughs> I can't believe that was 2018. It feels like yesterday. That trauma yeah. feels like yesterday. Yes, same same trauma, different, <laughs> different day. face, I guess, right. different yeah. year. Yeah, but uh, but Ike was. Oh my God, such a bright, shining light on that yeah, really dark I, morning. Yeah, I think you both kind of fell in love with each other during that conversation. And it, it was his <laughs> it was his first interview of the day. Of the day. Oh, it was? Yeah, oh, okay. and, and he was like, San Francisco's great. I'm coming here for all my press tours. We just really bonded. We Aww. really did. Yeah, so Ike, if Good you're job, out there, Ange. if you're out there, come back and talk with us. Next time, Aaron will be there. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy this, and I hope it brings some sort of levity to any sort of stress you're feeling right now. Ike Barinholtz, thank you so much for being on Bitch Talk. I'm so excited. Thank you guys for having me. I'm going to get straight to the point because I'm... Let's talk about the big elephant in the room. Literally, I just came from watching the Senate hearing of Dr. Balzi Ford. I was watching I, that in my room. Yeah, I just saw the beginning of it. So we're really going to have to wrap this up soon because I got to finish <laughs> the rest of it. But I, know. Um, I feel like I have I was watching it with my with fist, with, with fist clenched. Yes. And I feel like at times watching your film, I, I was in that same mode. I feel like we are in a <laughs> fist clenching era. Yeah. Where every yeah. morning we are clenching our yeah, fists. Yeah, I need to get invest in one of those little muscle yeah, stress you balls. <laughs> You're gonna have giant Popeye forearms by the time Trump's out of office. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was watching that as well. Very, very, very upsetting. Um uh yeah, it's it's a very strange time we're living in and mm -hmm. we are um being put through a cascade of emotions every single day. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, thought to myself, uh, I think I have a, a good idea for a story. And if I do it right, I can kind of put people on a bit of a roller coaster and mm -hmm. give me some laughs and, and some anger. And because that's what I think 
what we're living in right now. Right, yeah. right. And I think that there are a lot of films about surviving the holidays with your family, but none quite like this. No, this is actually <laughs> surviving. Yeah, and it, it's funny because it actually came from true events. It did. Minus it's, the potential for murder. But minus the blood. I don't know your family. But. Uh, well, no blood, some tears, <laughs> but no blood. Yeah, it was yeah. after, it was the Thanksgiving after the election, the 2016 election, and we not had, a lot of thanks not a lot of thanks <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of thanks but we were after dinner we were sitting around maybe having some cocktails and my my brother and my mother and i got in this fight and we kind of started blaming each other like it's your fault and you know why didn't this happen and what <laughs> struck me was that we all voted for the same person rather enthusiastically <laughs> yeah um but the fact that we were yelling at each other i thought oh my god if this is happening at this friendly house what's, right. what's happening around the country yeah and as i started talking to friends of mine who were going home and having these horror stories and you know talking to other family members of mine i knew that the the um American holiday table was forever changed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we always say don't talk politics at the table, but it's going to be impossible moving forward. And so I knew that 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 area was ripe for comedy and stress, but I wanted to make it a bigger story. Mm -hmm. And so I really kind of came up with this other layer where there's this kind of looming crisis, government-inspired uh, crisis, and it's really, you know, uh, making people crazy enough at home, and then once the evil forces come into the house, kind of how they react to that, and how how can you go from, you know, you know, eating stuffing to holding a gun. Yeah, how do to we get stuffing there? a gun. To stuffing a gun in someone's <laughs> face. How do we, how do we get there? So that was, that was, uh, I, I knew I had these elements and I just started weaving it. Yeah. Well, I do like, because people are going to immediately assume, oh, this is propaganda for liberals and blah, but you do give a voice to the other side. Absolutely. I think the version of this movie where my character, who is the most liberal person in the movie if this was a movie where he is um, not only right, um, but he's also behaving well and he's noble and he's, a, he's <laughs> handsome. Uh, not relatable. Not relatable. <laughs> I don't want to see that movie. So it was important to me to really show, you know, all these different points of the spectrum and kind of shine the light on how everyone's brain is breaking a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, my character is the most liberal, but he's a jerk and he's insufferable and he's, yeah. he's ignoring his family and he's yelling at his parents and stuff. So I, I really thought, you know, to, to, to make it honest, let's, let's not just make this a partisan film because I think that's just not fun for people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I found myself connected to your character, but my innermost thoughts that I don't yes. always say. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's exactly what I would have wanted to say, but I wouldn't, you right. know, I just wouldn't. But I think it, and, and there's this one scene when you're in the car listening to the news yeah. and you're like, fuck you, no, you're wrong, oh, you're an asshole. And you're just kind of yelling we are to in no a, one. <laughs> we are yelling at screens more than ever. You know what I mean? I literally just told Chuck Grassley to eat my balls by myself in a hotel room. And, and I feel like a lot of people do have have that kind of just rage <laughs> and we are watching more and more news and it's impossible to not you know just look at the tv and hear what someone's saying and just scream yeah i <laughs> yeah. feel like i've generally my whole life been a calm person it yes. doesn't take a lot to put but now i feel like i'm just anybody says something wrong and i'm just like fuck off yeah. i don't need to yeah. talk to you anymore yeah i'm just so ready to cut people off we are we are it's not healthy though it's not healthy and that really is you know one of the messages of the movie, right, is is I want people to see the movie and laugh and, and have the emotions and stuff. Mm -hmm. But to me, kind of the, the bigger picture is 
look, we have we have an obligation, not just as Americans, but also as as family, as as, as husbands and wives and, and fathers and brothers and sisters. We have to at least try to not let Donald Trump and and you know the current political climate permanently sever our relationships. It's going to happen to some relationships. It just is. And I'm look if your uncle shows up at Thanksgiving wearing an Infowars shirt. He can go. Yeah, I mean, if you're... St- yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm not telling people, oh, you have to, you know, build the bridge. But, but I think America is bigger than Donald Trump. And there will be a president one day who is not him. And... Promise? I, 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 I can't <laughs> Don't promise Don't make it promises yet. you can't keep. I, <laughs> I can't make promises. We were getting along so well. I mean, we might be heading down Fury Road very soon. But um, but I, I, I do feel like, you know, we, we should try at least to try to keep those connections as much as we can and and try to maintain uh, a little bit of what we were you mm-hmm. know cuz we're all changed through mm-hmm. this and and it would suck if you know once you know the the, the political tides turn if we've kind of untethered ourselves from everyone and we really just live in our bubble, then mm-hmm. it's going to be hard. Then we're going to get another Trump one day. Mm-hmm. And so, so it, to me, you know, my hope is that people walk out of this movie and they're like, that movie was funny. It was scary. And I'm going to call my brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to call my brother. Yeah. We had a big fight and I'm going to give him a call and just say what's up and, you know, try at least try to find a little bit of commonality. I do like that notion of what happens after he's not president because it is inevitable and we are going to be left with post-traumatic stress. Yes. I think I think I should get into therapy. That's going to be like the biggest game in this guy if it isn't already. Definitely get into therapy. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I do. I see a therapist once in a while and it is crazy. Like the first 30 minutes when I sit and talk to him, I just talk about Trump, Yeah, which is insane. I'm paying money to talk about Donald Trump, who I've never given a shit about really. Right. So, um, but you know, Look, there there really will be a day where things change. And We're in an abusive relationship right now. One hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I mean, no joke. It really is the same symptoms that people who have you know abusive relationships, where it, it scrambles your brain and it makes you afraid and, and it triggers you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really is, and it's this type of abuse that none of us are used to. You know, we're not used to having a a semi authoritarian government. Um, we're not used to having um, you know. The term gaslighting is something that people are now just kind of really starting to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I, don't use that word lightly, but he truly, when you have a president who's saying, you know, what you see is not true. Uh, it, it, oh, Jesus, it's, I mean, it really if is Orwellian. It fucks with your psyche. <laughs> it fucks yeah. with your psyche. Yeah. It makes you crazy. And, mm-hmm. and, and so, so yeah, I, I, I look forward to that day and I hope that when that day comes, we haven't completely cut ties with everyone. Right. Well, it was good timing with the legalization of weed, at least. <laughs> Trying did. to look on the bright side. Amen. I mean, seriously, <laughs> sometimes like uh, the Lord taketh and the Lord <laughs> giveth. But I mean, you know, I really, someone last night, we had a great screening at the Embarcadero Center and someone asked, well, how do you handle this? And I, I know it's not a great answer, but it is kind of a time to rely on your crutches. Like we should, you know, take a little <laughs> solace in creature comforts and, and mm-hmm. if, if you, you know, if your way of dealing with it is at the end of the night, you want to puff a little bit and, and that helps you and makes Rachel Maddow go down even more smooth. <laughs> um, great. You know, especially around the holidays, like it's Thanksgiving, have a drink, 
have a p- piece of pie. Toss some butter, some some green butter in that in those mashed potatoes. A little, bit, potatoes. A little bit of herb butter, then mashed potato. <laughs> Give yourself that freedom, though. For me, it's also not just you know the substances or the chemicals. It's also things like. Anything that's going to give you a dopamine rush. I have three of the cutest daughters you've ever seen in your life who are just so hilarious. And I honestly sometimes, like, I will be reading an article where I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening to the country? And I I will put down my phone and go, like, wrestle with my daughters or play Paw Patrol or or Star Wars or something Hmm. because it makes me feel good. And we should try to do things that make us feel good because we're feeling bad these days. And it's important for people to, you know, take a little bit of pleasure amidst all this pain. Huh, that's giving me an idea. Maybe we should have like a rent-a-kid, you know, for Ooh. five minutes, just play with a little baby. I'm going to stay away from that one, <laughs> but I'm going to let you guys do that. Um, um, if okay, I leave puppies. San Francisco and I say puppies. Puppies, sorry, yes. I meant puppies. The, the concept of service children is kind of funny. You see a kid in an airport, oh, is that your son? No, I rented him for the day. I'm in a shitty mood. <laughs> It's early. I'm stressed out. I didn't mean it. I meant puppies. Or what about hugs? You know, like hey, Renting hugs. give me a hug. That's that's well, I'm that you could get hugger. in trouble with that too. Puppies okay. and kittens. <laughs> puppies and kittens, I think, are perfect. <laughs> okay, um, uh, to switch gears a little bit. Uh, so the producers for the oath are the same producers from Get Out, Black yeah. Klansman. Yeah. And you were kind of handed a golden ticket with them and just kind of like run with this film. Yeah, the QC Entertainment. They're they're these uh, they're, they're 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 an operation out of L.A. And they, you know, right when I wrote the, the, the script, one of the first people to read it was my manager. And he also represents Jordan Peele. And he said, this is a QC movie. This is for these guys. Because they, I, like me, they, they, I think, get a little frustrated when they see movies right now that are set in real life that have zero re- reflection as to what's going on. And I think they are, um, they're pretty political. Um, and they really are looking for these stories. They are looking for, for stories that are, are about America now. And so when they read it right away, they're like, oh, this is perfect for us. This is mm-hmm. great. If you can shoot it for what you think you can shoot it for, uh, we would love to do it with you. And they really were incredibly nurturing and, and uh, really supporting me on every single aspect of it from music to, to casting and stuff. And, uh, I, I, I don't know, I, I can't imagine making this movie with someone else. Um, there were, you know, they were the first ones to jump on board. So luckily we didn't have to go around to a lot of people. They were like, let's do it. And, and I had just seen get out and I was like, mm-hmm. great, <laughs> fantastic. Um, so, uh, I really give them, uh, most of the credit for, for letting people see this movie. Yeah. I, th- I think, I agree. I think for a film that's so deeply rooted in social commentary, you had to be honest. You 100%. couldn't hold back. You couldn't filter. No, you couldn't. And you could you know, I know the movie's a little hardcore, and there's some, you know, yeah. there's some moments that like raw. It's, it's I just kept saying it's raw. It's raw, and there's <laughs> things in it that are very ugly and unpleasant. You have a guy mm-hmm. talking about going after people's kids, which I mean, mm-hmm. I wrestled with that line. I wrestled with it, but the reality is, we are seeing kind of new depths every day where people are just saying horrible things to each other and I needed something to activate my character so to I think you're right if we would have softened it or made it a little more cute or funny um it would have come off as dishonest and it Mm -hmm. just doesn't work Mm -hmm. I don't I think people would smell a phony and be like eh so to to 
you know, really present this crisis uh, and show all these characters all over the spectrum, warts and all, uh, was very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but I don't want to take away from the fact that it's also a comedy. It is. It's like, funny. It's like you've taken us on a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think, Tiffany Haddish. I know. John Cho. John incredible. Cho, also the most handsome man in the world. I think. <laughs> like I look at him, I get lost staring at him. I'm like, you're, you're just gorgeous. Uh, I, I think you know. I knew early on the tone was going to be different. Um, You know, there's lots of movies out there that that take you on that roller coaster. Going back a long time, MASH, the movie MASH, Mm -hmm. there's men covered in blood performing on a a battle wound and they're making jokes and stuff. So I knew Get Out, you know, Get Out's so scary, but then you Mm -hmm. have Lil Rel like talking about sex cults at the TSA and it's hilarious. (laughs) And I think, again, that, that is reflective of... 2018 you know you open up twitter and you see a video of like a dog jumping and pulling down a man's pants and you laugh <laughs> so hard then the next tweet is is a video of a, a mother and child separated at the border and you start mm-hmm. sobbing mm-hmm. and and the, the the new america is 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 a roller coaster where you know even with the news cycle you you, you know uh, let's say tomorrow <laughs> kavanaugh bails and we are elated. Mm-hmm. And then at 4 p.m. they fire Rod Rosenstein. And we're going to start freaking out. And we have to go protest. And it's just, it is such a roller coaster of emotions now. I, I really wanted to kind of put the audience through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think, th- okay, so your character is obsessed with 24-hour news. And, and so how do you... First of all, how close are you to this character? Is this you? <laughs> and it how was. do you make that turn that into something healthy? Because I don't think it's it's right to not be educated on what's going on. Yes, but it just it's, it's unhealthy. It, 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 I I was him to a T. Um, I was I was. I follow you on Twitter, so I uh, knew so that you, you were. know you know you see tweets at like six twenty five, where I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck you, Mitch McConnell." Um, I I I I was too too um, dug in. I was too obsessed and. What I've started doing is pulling back a little bit and trying to be a little more present, trying not to let these things that I can't, I can't change them at this moment, trying not to let that affect my mood. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. The message is not unplug. If you unplug, um, there's a, a great term someone said one time called an internal immigrant. And that is where what a lot of people in Germany in the 1930s, when, when, when you know the political tumult was happening, they mm-hmm. were like, I'm not going to pay attention to this. I'm going to focus on my family and my art and music and, and my job. And really just, I know that will settle and it didn't. And so I do think people have to be engaged and they have to know what's going on. But at the same time, you, we do still have to go about our lives and keep our relationships strong. So mm-hmm. it's all balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of relationships, you, you cast your brother yeah. to play your brother. Is he an actor or how did he that is. come about? Okay. He is, you know, he's younger than me and he started acting and I saw him, you know, when he went through Chicago and he went through the Steppenwolf theater program and mm-hmm. I knew he was great. And, and right when I knew that kind of the central, you know, combative relationship was going to be me and him, I was like, I got to cast him because I know he has the chops, but more importantly, he, and I have so much history that <laughs> I can irritate him. I can push him <laughs> and I can get these real reactions and vice versa. I know he would piss me off at some point. Yeah. It'll be sure easy enough, to get to that place. <laughs> it really was like, we really got like, I would get angry at him on set and you mm-hmm. know, he would use that and I would roll right away. And, and when my mom saw the movie, she's like, 
I know there were scenes where you were really being mean to your brother. <laughs> and I said, yes, but I paid him. Once you pay your, pay your siblings, you could say whatever you want to them. That's so funny. So to get to that place, you're like, yeah, remember in the eighth grade when you broke mom's vase, but oh. it, you said it was me. Oh. Like, <laughs> oh, I said horrible things. Like I was really pushing him and I really did dig from those moments where he irritated me and, and, and uh, it, I think it worked. Was it hard for him to take direction from you or? No, no, okay, he, so. he like, he loved it. Even when I would get kind of like irritated and be like, come on, man. Yeah. He loved it. He loved it. He, yeah. it's also, you know, he's a young actor and, and you, he's on a sitcom on NBC and he loves it and stuff, but you don't get a lot of shots, um, to play a part in a movie where you get to show some range and you get yeah. a flex. And yeah. so he, he really loved it and he did such a great job in it. Well, I love that I got to see your range as well and, and you in a different light in this film. I, I'm a huge fan of the Mindy Project. Thank you. And, I mean, Mad TV, I mean, your career has been all over the place for all a long over. time. Yeah. I mean, in a good way. Yes. <laughs> but, and yeah. in a bad way, too, sometimes. <laughs> Which is part of it. It's but, part of the career. Yeah, but it's so cool that you get to, to grow and evolve in this way yeah. and really express yourself in, in such an important time. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I knew that, that, that Chris, it would be a lot. It's my first real, I think, central lead role. And, and it's tough because I, I know the character is irritating and maddening. So I really had to try to up my likability so people don't tune out, um, which is <laughs> tough when you're next to Tiffany Haddish, who's America's <laughs> favorite person. Um, but, but uh, you know, I, I really did put my cast through the ringer and, and God bless them. They, they just, they delivered every time. Yeah. Do yeah. you are you do you want to direct more films or you Absolutely. you directed TV before? I directed not... episodes of the Mindy Project, mm -hmm. and this experience was so draining and and hard and time consuming. But I really did love it. And now it's it's you know I know some people are like oh, I don't like promoting, but like to me it's great because I've been talking to the same like nine people about this movie for a year, and yeah. now to talk about it with more people and be like, here's what I was thinking. It's uh, it's exhilarating, and yeah. uh, we're already making some plans to uh, do another one. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for this Thank film. Thank you it's so much. And it's coming out right before the midterm elections, which was not an accident. No, we knew we knew there was a sense of urgency. Yeah. We knew that um, you know it is a holiday film, and and this is going to be a very stressful holiday hopefully it's a good one and we can kind of you know go back home and know that we have some uh checks and balances in this country mm -hmm. and uh but mm -hmm. it could also not be good and yeah. be really depressing so uh we we did know that this was just a, a very uh of the moment uh, uh film that we needed to get uh people's eyes in front of asap cool thank you so much oh, go you. watch the oath it's an incredible film and find some healthy um, medical marijuana find in times of distress. Find some safe medical marijuana, <laughs> take a few hits, and you're going to be just fine. <laughs> Thanks, Ike. Thank you so much. So that was my interview with Ike. Aaron, I'm so mad that you weren't there for this because you would have loved this guy. I already loved all the photographs that came from that <laughs> interview. I was like, yeah, well, I see that this could probably was the greatest interview of them all. So no, I, I mean, wasn't there. We've had a lot of good ones, but he just he made me laugh in a time that for a little bit of background, obviously, you've already heard we were interviewing the morning of the Kavanaugh hearings. So I really was in need of a good laugh. <laughs> yeah. And I 
Yeah, I again saw all the photographs from you, Anshar, well, with the, him. Well, the funny thing is, uh, at the end of the interview, he was so gracious that this was his first interview of the morning, and he was like, "Man, I, I'm going to come to San Francisco for all my press tours. This was really fun." And then he was like, "You have great hair, by the way." Yeah, he says that we have the same haircut and the same hairdresser, <laughs> so I would have gotten the same compliment. <laughs> he would have freaked Thanks, out. Thanks, Ike. You would have really liked my haircut too, Ike Bernholtz. So. Just remember well, uh, what Ange told you was tell your friends. Tell your best friends, you know, that woman, Mindy Kaling, you may have heard of her, and uh, Jordan Peele, some guy <gasps> oh. named Jordan Peele. Yeah, tell, <laughs> tell your friends how fun it is to be on Bitch Talk. Tell them all. Tell all of the <laughs> friends how awesome we are. I, I don't know about you, Ange, but I got a ton of accolades it was like one of those like you know like you definitely i got some street cred yeah you so, guys walked away like yeah. walking on sunshine <laughs> I got, well, I, like, and i'm at work at my office i'm like oh well no, Zuckerberg. We, he was so he was so warm and he was so fun yeah. and nice uh and and then the, and then on top of it all is you know, like when you get really excited about an interview, you, when you like, we posted it right away. And you just, sometimes I wait until closer to when we release them. But I was just like, oh, I got to hang out with, you know, Ike Baron Holtz, blah blah blah. And all these people were, like, people are really into Ike Baron Holtz. Yeah, way more than I thought. I so, feel like they either know him or they don't. Or but if they know the, him, they love the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. You know, or or they don't know his name, but when they see the picture, they're like, oh. That guy. I was in the camp of not knowing him, but I was so excited that you were excited that I was like, well, yeah. if I can't go, then I know at least it'll be a good interview. Yeah, and normally when Aaron can't go to interviews, I'm I'm like pissed. I'm like, well, I don't want to do Sorry. it alone, blah, blah. And she was it like, is the worst. And she was like, oh, I can't make it. I was like, no, I don't care. Whatever. All to I'm yourself. Good. I'm G to G. Don't worry about me. I'm doing my thing. <laughs> don't tell anyone G to G means. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it in that way. I meant it in good to go. Oh God! Wow. Sorry. Later. Yeah, but we did G to G. <laughs> I need to flush but anyway, did you did you G to G? Yeah, but oh, in the most the innocent, hug? beautiful way. All right. Well. <laughs> okay. Um, you know what G to G is, Char? No, but I'm just trying to figure it out. Now. Okay. So yeah, I'll you can figure, figure it out it by out. the end of this episode. Think <laughs> of when oh, anyone hugs and what G to G might be. Uh, the, the another region. Anyways. Oh yeah, that was really subtle. Nobody's gonna, <laughs> nobody's gonna Jesus. figure this no out. One's, no one's listening to the Don't outro. Yeah, you're 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 like a brain neuroscientist with your explanation. A brain you neuroscientist. May well just, you may as well have just said out loud what it is because genital to genital, everyone. All right. Anyways, moving on. We weren't genital to genital. I meant good to go. When is the oath opening? And do you want to talk a little bit about it or not really? Oh, yeah. So um, I think you'll really love this film, Aaron, and I think your mom will as well. Yeah. Because as I told Ike, uh, his character oh. is basically what we think and feel, but we don't say out loud. <laughs> because holiday we have dinners. I mean, <laughs> this is this movie is definitely up your alley. And yeah, yeah, as yeah. I As I say your She's alley, pointing I'm pointing at, at yeah, the, yeah. Two, <laughs> the two others across the room from me. Well, because, you know, you can't help but... Uh, pay attention to what's going on and it affects you because you're human because we have hearts and but we breathe. The, so. the one thing about the one thing about the movie though that I liked about it is I also I like going into movies not really knowing what the 
you know, I want to be surprised. I want everything to, like, I just want to... To be fresh. Everything to just happen, you know, in real time, I right? like doing that, too, especially for these press tours. Right. To not come in with preconceived notions. Right. You know, or... like, I, I, I'll, what I mostly like to do is watch the trailer, and then pretty much that's it. And then when I, you know, when we watch these screeners that, you know, everything that comes at you is just based off of a trailer, not press notes, not synopsis, not anything else. Um... And so this movie, I thought it was mainly about the family dynamic, which it is, mm-hmm. but it went in such a different direction. You don't know where it's going. Like you, you like no I literally went like, <laughs> well, I mean, and, and the thing is, is like you know me in politics, I'm kind of like just kind of flatlined with a lot of stuff, and and so I was watching this, going, okay, I kind of got the point. Uh, Earlier, you know, like halfway, you know, like a, a quarter of the way in. And then all of a sudden it like just took this turn and I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. And I was completely sucked in. You're just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. You, you've seen, I mean, it's a, it's a <clears throat> premise that's been used, told before a family coming together for a holiday meal and they don't all disagree. And how are we going to make it through this holiday? But you've never seen it quite like this. <laughs> they don't disagree or they agree. They don't disagree. You know, coming together for Thanksgiving, a family that doesn't agree on whatever topic it is. Right, right, right. You're, people that are dreading going home for Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. Or dreading that's the one family a, member that's it. Right. right. So that's that's been, that story's been told before, but never in this in this vein. Okay. <laughs> it's very raw. It, you know, it yeah. kind of reminds me of, um, remember when we watched uh, the movie with, Robert Pattinson, good time. Yeah. When you were sitting there going, oh my God, what the hell is going to happen yes, next? Yes. And then you're breath. watching it going, I don't know what I'm watching. Yes. But what the hell is going That's very much what I went through during this movie. But right. it is also laugh out loud <clears throat> funny at moments. So you're laughing too. I don't want to, I don't want you to think you're just going to be stressed out the whole time. It no, is not at all. Really that's exactly funny. it. It's not it's so. Tiffany Haddish. It's yeah. Ike Barinholtz. Right. It's John Cho. There's definitely, like, yeah. when you think that it's going to, like, if you're thinking that it's going to be like this heavy, political no yeah it's definitely like holy crap it's definitely like it goes with what's going on in the world today but then at the same time it's got like turns and you know like it's got entertainment all up the hanging yeah it's just a perfect representation of how uh, whatever side of the political struggle you're in we're all going crazy right so do you recommend this to your friends? <laughs> Absolutely, okay. yes. Watch this film. Support Ike. And, Support uh, Ike. He's great. If you see him, he gives good hug. Go go say hi. G He's a G. great, great, great G guy. G to G. J to J. Ike, I didn't tell her that. I meant good to go. And we did not G to G. He's got three daughters. He's happily oh, married. Oh, so cute. Yeah, we okay. were not G Good to go. G. Okay, okay. Good so to go. Everyone should go see it, is what you're saying, and support Ike. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.